If you watch this, is when you tell them, tell them the man in black. Yeah, y'all both wear black too, right? Look at that. It's almost like we are. We are. We're both wearing black. And I'm going to show you some. I'm going to show you something. This is crazy. I just happen to have Black Adam on my shirt right now. Oh, nice. Good to see him, but he's up here. Nice. My DC Village shirt. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us tonight. And, uh, yeah, it's a Monday, so it must be Granny's PC, because that's kind of the time slot we've taken over for a little bit. Uh, so thank you for joining us, as always. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube, or if you're joining us on Twitter, or Instagram, wherever you found your uh, podcast, thank you so much. And, uh, Jason, Granny's PC, episode 83. 83. Wow, we're like a figure skating routine at this point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so if you can't tell, we we're opening up with the Black Adam theme, as that's going to be our movie of the week. Because uh, it did drop this weekend, and based on the box office, you're probably sorry because I made a boatload of money. So, uh, it did. A lot of people saw it. Yeah, we're excited to talk about that. So. Um, yeah, but with me as always is Jason. Jason, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Good to good to be here. So happy we got to see Black Adam together yesterday in the IMAX. That was uh, that was a cool experience. But before we get into real business, I got I, I withheld this from you yesterday, Ed, because I wanted to see your reaction. But I I got pulled on an unexpected HBO binge. It was not what I where I expected to go. I, so Tuesday, last Tuesday, I sat down and watched the first episode of Boardwalk Empire. I enjoyed it, but I was like, I think I need a palate cleanser. This is nothing like The Sopranos, and I, I, you know, I still got The Sopranos taste in my mouth. So I came across a show called Adam Ruins Everything on H on HBO. Never uh, Max, where it's a comedian who pretty much goes. It's like a, it's a. It's a show where he shows up and gives you statistics to ruin your misconceptions of things. And it's like it's comedic and the such. But the reason I really got into it and started enjoying this because I realized that the re there's a read on this show where it takes place in hell and he's the devil. Because he literally like it's a recurring cast like of people that are his friends. Like and so one instance is. Um, his friend and her fiance, or maybe it was her husband at that point, I forget where, because the, they actually do get married. There's actually a consistent storyline, which is crazy because it's a stupid show about facts. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's date night. They're about to get down. And he pops out of their closet and ruins sex. And like with with his facts and and the such, which is actually my favorite episode because it's the, one of the few episodes where the female who's always torturing takes over to teach him something and kind of tortures him for a bit with knowledge. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so little little sidebar. I'll, I'll be through. Like this is a quick flash in the pan. I'll be through this by the end of the week. 
uh, on to my next one. But it was a nice palate cleanser I figured I'd bring here. A little, uh, little gray ruins everything this week. Nice, nice. Yeah, I guess you wanted to take a break from your mob rewatch in different eras and stuff like that, right? Because you just that, knocked out the entire was, run of I Sopranos. I did, and it was beautiful, and I loved the 90s, 2000s. I loved the, the modernistic of it. like it, And it was like kind of a time capsule for the 90s, 2000s, which was nice because I actually lived through that. Uh, and then just jumping to a period piece was kind of jarring. So I was like, I need a little, little breather between a period piece and what I just finished, you know, so... Uh, but yeah, but I'm gonna. I did enjoy what I watched of uh, Boardwalk Empire, and I'm uh, gonna get back to that as soon as I'm done watching everything get ruined. Nice, nice. Uh, let's get to two quick comments here before we jump into our first segment. Uh, first comment is from uh, YouTube, uh, Derpy501. Thanks for checking us out, dude. I don't, I don't believe we've seen your comments yet, but Warner Brothers will never learn. So I'm assuming he's referring to. Our movie for Black Adam. Um, we're gonna have to. We will. Thanks for the comment. We are gonna have to get to that comment when we get to Black Adam. When we do share our thoughts, though, we don't want to go ahead and bury the lead here. Uh, but no, thanks for checking us out. Hopefully, you enjoy the rest of the show as well. And uh, Alex is back. What's goody, Alex? What's Alex, up, man? Good what's going on? Thanks for. Thank you as always for joining us, man. And I realized I didn't text Alex. Alex texted me today, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text you back after the show, Al, that he he's just getting around to rewatching The Batman because he was a big fan of that movie. He's nice, very excited nice. to do the rewatch of it. And because he, he's like me, it's like it takes him a while to do a rewatch. But it's funny because mm -hmm. I'm at a point where I'm kind of like, I'm kind of ready for a rewatch of that movie myself. So, Al, I might be joining you in that rewatch soon. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't rewatched it in a while, but you know, I, I usually like to get into in an opening yeah. weekend before we do the show though i mean right. it's it's yes the second one is mainly show purposes <laughs> but um yeah, exactly. yeah no i haven't rewatched that one in a while and i've honestly been thinking about it recently so maybe i'll, I'll even join in on, on his rewatch of the batman as well there you go yeah we could, we could talk about we have a little small segment talking about our thoughts on the rewatch <laughs> See if it still holds up. Or not. That's right. Mm, I wonder. We'll just, we'll just <coughs> keep mining everything. Hmm, does this movie from a couple of months ago hold up? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> uh, <coughs> all right. Well, let's get to our first uh, segment of the night, uh, which was uh, we got an MCU trailer that dropped this afternoon. Uh, so they kind of caught us off guard because the MCU's thing has been 9 a.m. Eastern on Monday mornings for their trailer drops usually, and they kind of played games and got us at noon today. So, yeah, we got our first trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, and, man, that was a trailer. That was a, that a was serious quite a trailer. trailer. Like, they, I, 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 there's a couple things. Like, the right in the beginning, they showed the setup for how they get to Quantumania. Like, bang, we know that. Like, mm -hmm. and we know that the MCU is saving something up their sleeve. They always do. But I just thought it was bold. The MCU usually, usually doesn't, like, start off with that smack in the face about this is this is our movie, you know? Yeah, and, um, yeah, like, uh, Derpy 501st just mentioned, yeah, this is our first Phase 5, because that's what's kicking off Phase 5 yeah. here. Um, and the trailer yeah, was... the. the now, remember, we're, when we talk about the trailer, we're going to just remind everyone that we talk about it in the sense of the trailer. What did the, did the trailer do its job? And the trailer's job is to get you more excited for the movie than you were prior going into it. Um, 
I mean, I kind of got what we expect, what I expected from the trailer, but it definitely achieved the goal because it did get me more, more excited for it. Um, definitely feels like we're, at least from the it trailer, is- we're getting a more serious tone to these uh, yeah, it, movies than the last two. It does. And it, I mean, it still seems like it has its comedic moments, right? Like, mm-hmm. we haven't seen the trailer of, like, you know, uh, who could have thought that someone like me, a criminal, an ex-con, could have become an Avenger? And I get this all the time. Thank you, Spider-Man. Like, you know, see, we, <laughs> we still got some jokes in there. I'm, I'm sure it's going to have... Because Paul Rudd's just funny. It's a waste not to have him doing, you know, something comedic. Uh, but I'm, I, I actually really dig the more serious tone, and this—I'm going to tell you—this trailer got me excited. And if for and not for just this reason, but it could have been just this reason. Fucking Kang looks awesome, and I'm excited to see because we saw this guy as Immortus, right? That we discussed that on the show. We didn't mm-hmm. actually get Kang the Conqueror; we got Immortus, which is a different form of Kang. But this was Kang the Conqueror, like, and he yeah. had the, the get up and everything, and. Uh, you know that you know that got me excited. He's a B-list Avengers uh, villain that I own multiple action figures of. I'm damn excited for this movie. Yeah, no, I'm pretty jacked up for it too. Um, as much as I'm excited for, and I mentioned in the past with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I'm excited to get more of a, the serious tone back in the MCU a bit. Even though I'm enjoying the uh, you know mostly comedic versions, uh, at least tone that's been going on is my favorite part of it was the Baskin Robbins part. They actually went yes, back yeah. to the, and acknowledged that from the first one. I thought that was pretty great that that he got that, that full awesome. Ant Man yeah, costume really in awesome. in the Baskin Robbins that looks like Employee of the Month or something like that. So that's pretty awesome. Yep, that was fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, definitely psyched. Um, you know, can't wait. It just looks like a really wild, trippy, you know, adventure movie that we're going to be getting here, and that's you know, right. that, that's that's good stuff. And I like that it's not space and it's not multi like because I'll be honest with you, I haven't the only thing I've thought about this movie at all is Kang, multiverse, mm-hmm. Kang, multiverse. But seeing this trailer, I'm like, shit, motherfucker, I wasn't even listening to the title of this movie, which was Quantum Mania. We're not going to the multiverse, we're going to the quantum realm. And like, so this what I'm saying is this trailer actually made me excited not for Kang and multiverse stuff that I was expecting, but for this movie. And I love that it, it's not in space, but we're getting some alien stuff in the quantum realm. And I, you know, th- like the visuals we saw, whatever those creatures were, like that we saw like um, in that, I don't know where the hell they were, but uh, when they come out to sort of greet the greet the guys, our people, when they pulled into the quantum realm, I don't know, it looks cool, man. It looks like a space thing but on the minuscule level. Yeah. Um, let's get to two quick comments here we got there. First is from Alex. Uh, Kang is unstoppable. Uh, I hope we get an Empire Strikes Back and <laughs> Kang wins in the film, making him have to uh, hold over the multiverse until it leads, as it leads directly into Avengers 5. Um, I don't know if we're going to get that. I mean, maybe we do, maybe we don't, but I don't think this leads directly into Avengers 5 since it's the beginning of Phase 5, and Kang Dynasty isn't until Phase Six, so we got a lot. We got movies and shows coming in. Yeah, the rest of Phase Five, so I don't know if it's going to be Kang ruling over every show in the meantime. Was that would be that would be pretty no. serious downer right there. Although it would, I think it would be kind of interesting if they went the Thanos route, uh, like you know, and with Thanos, just he spends the movie getting his Infinity Gems, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it would be kind of fun if if Kang spent his reign like 
winning in individual Avengers movies until the fifth one. Like he wins in this one, he shows up in the Captain America, somehow fucks shit up there. Wins there. Like, then he gets to the end, he's like, I've collected the the Avengers gauntlet. <clears throat> um again, uh Derpy 501st. Uh you know Kang is gonna mess some stuff up, no for sure. That's right. Uh more than that else, these next two phases are gonna be crazy. I'm not sure parents will take their kids if they have a serious tone. Um I mean I don't I'm not saying I think that the Marvel's gonna go all in on super serious films for a while, but I think we're just gonna get back more onto the just a more serious tone than we've been on. Because I feel like phase four was a lot of setups, new origins, new characters like we talked about for the most part. And it has mostly lent itself to more comedic tone. I think we're going to get more of a balance now in phase five and six. Like, you know, as we're heading towards the next two Avengers movies, that, yeah, the tone is going to kind of just balance itself out more. more the MCU is never going to lose its comedic tone and stuff like that and tongue-in-cheek stuff because that's their bread and butter. And that's fine. I mean, it's what part of the reason we, we enjoy it. And, um, but yeah, sometimes you've got to know when it's time to get serious though. And, you know, yeah. they did in the uh, also, in Infinity War and Endgame for the most part too. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I think a lot of people being pissed off about Marvel giving us some like straight up comedies, whether you like them or not, right? Like Thor's <laughs> straight up comedy. It's an action comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, Shang-Chi has a lot of comedic moments. It's, I'd say that's also an action comedy, just on a different level than Thor. Um, you know, the Spider-Man movies were all, you know, comedy filled. Um, and I think, like, we're forgetting. Of course they're doing that. Like, they literally just finished a story arc where we watch half the world be blipped into non-existence, just dust. We, we saw Spider-Man go, I don't want to go, and dust away. Yeah. And then when they were brought back, we all had to realize that, oh, shit, there's real-world consequences, you know, like, and which which I think they've explored really well in some of those shows. Um, but to, like, to, to constantly berate the MCU for giving us comedy, it's like, let's not forget they just gave us, like, a heartbreaking tragedy for comic book fans in those last, you know, two episodes of Phase 2 of the Infinity War. Yeah. It's like, they're easing up. They, they can't just always hammer us with sadness. No one will come and see that. Yeah, because there's another company called DC that tried that for a little while. When they started, they launched their Snyderverse, which I'm going to put in quotes yes. because of, we had our conversation yesterday about it. We did. Uh, which I just want to stop using that tone, that um, that label of Snyderverse. Um, yeah, they tried to go super dark and super over too serious. And, you know, that didn't work out overall for most people. So it's the key is the balance, is what you want to strike right. the balance exactly. on both sides. Um and obviously, therapy's like, yeah, I want, I want dark tone. I want people to die. I think you're going to be getting plenty of some, some people dying uh, throughout some of these upcoming Avengers movies and a couple of others there too. So I, sure. I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Um, I'm sure we're going dark like pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, and she said, uh, Alex is saying Jason's going to show off his Kang figures when you guys cover this film. You know, I will. Another rant of Mojo. <laughs> Are you expecting? Mo I don't think we're expecting Mojo in in, uh, in Ant Man and uh, the Wasp Quantum Mania. Quantum. Look, I, I'm not saying Mojo I'm expecting Mania. Mojo, but I'm saying <laughs> Mojo Mania, dude. I want to go to that alternate universe and, and I want to review that film. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not saying I'm not expect. I'm not saying I'm expecting Mojo. I'm just saying no one ever expects Mojo. Yet somehow he appears. So 
Astros. Dude, it would be great. I actually do hope in some weird way that we get Mojo early on and oh. when the X-Men get introduced, you know, down the line. I do too, and, and I'll tell you exactly how I want it because I've been envisioning this. Like when I was doing stop action um, stop action movies with my action figures, uh, which is how I started collecting, uh, I had this whole idea of a television show, comedic television show, where Mojo just does like, comedic it's like a sketch comedy show but it's based on mojo's planet and it's him being forced by the mcu millions of years in the future when they have a thousand and you know a hundred thousand channels and it's the mojo channel and he has to get something as <laughs> capture lightning in a bottle and it's just a sketch comedy show with the mcu players in it and that's how i want mojo <laughs> to make his premiere on on disney if you're listening kevin feige i Take it. It's yours. I just want it done well. <laughs> <clears throat> Copyright Jason Fischetic on that one. <laughs> um, all right, so let's jump into our first like show of the week because uh, TV shows, our TV show palette's a little little light at the moment, but it'll be picking up soon when Titans returns in two weeks. Uh, but yeah, we got yeah, Stargirl Season 3, really Episode 7. So, yeah, Jason, what do you got? This is... So this is this is a good scene. This is a good episode. It's a really good episode. Um, they're starting to tie some stuff in. You know, uh, I think we've talked like I, I like all of the episodes of this show, but some of them are you know lesser than others. This was a good one. Um, so we see the return of a lot of people here. We see the return of um, was it her name Jenny, like the the Green Lantern's daughter, mm-hmm. who we saw at the end of season two help them defeat Calypso, and we also see her brother which is Todd I think um and we kind of get his we see him and we see like when she touches the ring something's unleashed from him and like these shadows come out demons come out uh and cops pick him up and he's brought to um what's it Helix I think it was called yes uh where Nurse Love, which I just love that. I let, she's in two episode two scenes in this this episode but I just love her look and her stature and how she sounds and her name, Nurse Love. Anyway, um, she brings them in, uh, him in. And it's like, oh, we're here to help gifted people, gifted children. It's kind of like you know, Professor X reminded me of Professor X. Yeah, uh, very much the, the X Mansion. Uh, and then we see like a guy with a skull head. Who I don't know who that character is. Do you? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know that they that they were in the uh, post credit to the season two finale. So they did have that, and I was actually excited that they finally picked that up because I was kind of wondering what the hell happened to that. Yeah, no, I was too. But I mean, like, do you you know who he is and who that person is in the comic? Is that a comic person? Uh, He is, and I don't recall the name right off the top of my head. I'm not going to try to fake the funk like I know know who he is, though. (laughs) No, fair, fair enough, and I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, because he... Definitely looked like someone who, like, there was someone watching this episode. Oh, shit, there he is, finally. I know this guy from the comic. It's it's me, but he followed DC instead of Marvel. You know, I like all of the obscure Marvel villains. Mm-hmm. Me who followed DC, that's the person who knows who this guy is. Um, so, by the way, I'm just going to say, I did Google it. That's Mr. Bones. Right, nice. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Bones. Yeah. Mr. Bones. Dude, multiverse me. Multiverse Me, who follows DC, has no less than three Mr. Bones action figures, if they exist. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. (laughs) 
but so all right so that's the setup um we find out like, there's a lot of stuff going on in this episode and there's a lot of stuff we find out that's just kind of in dialogue like it's almost dropped like nothing like they they all they take dragon king being a suspect off the table in a piece of dialogue in this mm-hmm. right so that shoots my theory and uh, i mean and, but but again oh, it wasn't wow. a big reveal no um also the gambler was murdered because he knew about this network of cameras this is unless i missed it in the past this is the first time that that motive has been established no yeah no that was the first time they've they've no one's mentioned that whatsoever and i thought that was pretty interesting i thought it was too and just the fact that it was like the gambler was murdered for this like what this was big this was just a beth line dropped in the middle of a scene yeah um, but I, I like this episode a lot. It's a lot of character stuff. I like that the whole, it, it revolves around Beth uses her Dr. Midnight powers to shut down the power grid to give JSA and uh, time to locate and dis- dismantle all of the cameras right throughout the town. That's pretty much it. But, uh, with the exception of like a small, you know, side jump with shade, which we'll get to in the B plot. Um, but there's a lot of great character stuff here. So our man, we, we said he was going to be unhinged when he finally got became 24 hour man. Wink, yep, wink. Certainly uh, is becoming unhinged. He's the reason that they kind of fail in their mission because the last camera catches them because he's like walking around fucking strutting and throwing shit. And Beth was like, "Do you have to keep doing that?" And he's like, "Yeah, it makes me feel good, baby." He says, "I got a um, flex," and I'm like, "Dude, really? Do you need to destroy the school, man?" Right. <laughs> Because he's just punching walls for no reason. And look, as an employee of a public school, I can tell you for a fact that if our man walks in and punches a, uh, his fist through a wall, that's not getting fixed for years. That's how the government works. We started to redo our library in our school before the pandemic, and it's just opening this week. Wow. That's wow. just the way it worked in the city. So, how, 24 hour man, as a, as an official of a school man, that's that's messed up. There's public education that needs to happen there, but nonetheless, property damage, uh, um, my friend. But there, a lot of property damage. I, I wasn't I wasn't there for it. Um, <laughs> I hate Yolanda's parents. I don't say that enough, but I hate Yolanda's parents. And one more time, I fucking hate Yolanda's parents because they are abusive and they're they're garbage and they like everything she does. Like, yeah, but what, everything you've done, all right, she fucked up. She had a crush on a guy who took nude pictures of her, right? Or, or had she had sex with? It's like, okay, yes, was that a mistake? Sure, it was. This was three years ago when she was fifteen or sixteen. She's like twenty now. I mean, by that logic, right? Like, I mean, she's grown so much. Leave the girl alone. Let, I just I hate her parents so much. Um, and she leaves. She leaves the house, which I was very happy about. That's mm-hmm. her story arc. The, the mother says, where have you been at night? You've been sneaking out. You snuck in. It's boys. It's boys. It's boys because they're obsessed with she that. She even says it's drugs. And it's drugs. Yeah, right. Uh, and Yolanda is like, it's none of that. you got to trust me. I'm not showing you my phone. And her mom's like, well, then get out or show me your phone. Next thing you see, she's ringing up, uh, you know, Courtney's mom's house because I always forget that woman's name as much as I like that actress. It's so uh, ridiculous that neither one of us can remember that. <laughs> I know it's. I terrible. will bring it next it's week. Terrible. Next week I will have the name. Yeah. 
Or I can use my magic writing over. Oh, there you go. So she's she's out. Um, and then like the, the really interesting stuff, not the really interesting, but the B plot stuff that I thought was really interesting is the shade comes back. And as everyone knows, I know the you were excited my about character. that. You fucking love the shade. <laughs> I love the shade. Dude, if I were a character in the show, I would be the shade. I can see that. I, 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 I love it. Good English accent, right? I own a top hat. I wear cloaks. I mean, come on. Barbara Whitmore, by the way. That's Courtney's mother. Barbara, Barbara Whitmore. Okay, Barbara. I got to remember that because that character deserves me to remember her name. Like, it's it's one thing that I can't remember the steps of the son's name. That's he doesn't deserve my remembrance, but Barbara deserves my remembrance. Um, but then so Shade brings Courtney and and Pat, and Pat kind of just comes along for the ride because his his power and uh, Green Lantern's daughter's power has gotten intertwined. And Pat has this great metaphor of like, oh, it's like someone put your peanut butter in my chocolate. It's such a great metaphor. Jason, I want to ask you something quickly, though. I'm sorry. I have to ask this yeah. because I've been asking random people this, and I don't know why. So just, just roll with me for a second. I'm here. You know I'm how here they have the saying, peanut butter and jelly. It's like you goes together like peanut butter and jelly, right? Yes. Okay. Better combination. Peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and chocolate? Well, that depends. It okay. depends on the consistency of your peanut butter and how you're eating it. Because if it's a sandwich, unless we're talking a spreadable Nutella, then I would have to Good say point. jelly. Because if you just throw chunks of chocolate on a sandwich, that you that's hard on, on hard, right? You need something liquid. You need some lubricant to eat your peanut butter. So it depends on the consistency okay. of the chocolate. If if the if if it's a consistency like Nutella, oh, I'm all for chocolate and peanut butter. Did you ever make it? I can't believe we're. I'm sorry we sidetracked this, but I had to know this because I've been <laughs> I've been weird, oddly surveying people this because I don't I, I just don't know why. Um, have you made a sandwich like Nutella and peanut butter sandwich? You know, I never actually thought to do it until just now, as I said it. But I'm going to do it this week, I and, I will, and I will get back to you. I'm going to be doing it. I am also going to do it this week, and let's discuss. We'll t- I'm going to we'll go out and buy Nutella and peanut butter. That's right. So <laughs> we're going to table this, and then I, you know what? I'll have I'll have a completely biased opinion. I will give my son a taste test of peanut butter and jelly and peanut butter and chocolate, and then when he and then I'll come back and tell you how much he preferred the chocolate because he loves chocolate. <laughs> I'm with him, dude. I mean, that's like that's the absolute weakness. Um, but Reese's peanut butter cup, like a cold Reese's peat butter cup. No, it's nothing beats that. Man. Oh man, nothing. Beats I love, or even even if you just let it go room temperature, yeah, it's just a little melty. Oh, it's so good. I love a good Reese's peanut butter cup. What you don't want is one from a newsstand in the summer in New York City. That's what you don't want because then you're going to be wearing that shit. It, or even worse, like the, the 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 chocolate that's out of date. Like you get that in some bodegas where, like, yeah. wait, why is this white? This isn't white chocolate. This is supposed to be milk chocolate. So I'm going to hit you with a little weird thing because I used to run a, a Godiva years ago. I used to manage one. It's called oh, Blooming. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called Blooming when their <laughs> chocolate turns white. There you go. Learn something. Oh, new shit. I, I did. Blooming. You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that goes into my long-term memory because short-term memory is garbage. Once it gets in the long-term, I've had it forever. 
There you go. There's a little little fun fact for that because I learned more about chocolate than I probably uh, well whatever. I was a manager, so I guess you got to learn something. So. No, hey, uh, go uh, ahead. Well, let's, let's, get, <laughs> let's, let's get back to this. I oh. sidetracked us into food discussion. No, no, it's fine. this. This is what we're here for. Um, so yeah, so the shade brings um, the shade brings court impact, and the whole thing is that uh, during their fight with Calypso, him and Jenny, I think her name is. Uh, Lantern's daughter, their powers got intertwined, and so now they got intertwined, and they need to be able to untwine them so they can go their separate ways. And they just happen to be in the basement of Helix, where Todd is above upstairs, seemingly being tortured by Nurse Love and Mr. Bones. Right? Is that it, Mr. Bones? Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones. Oh god! I think I want to get a. I want to find an action figure of Mr. Bones at this point. But anyway, you're never gonna um, forget that now. I won't. No, Mr. Bones and Blooming. That's my two takeaways for tonight. <laughs> um. So, uh. So yeah. So they decide that the only way to intertwine to get get them unintertwined is to save Todd. Um. Shade, who likes to pretend he's evil, but really is kind of a good guy who just is a curmudgeon uh you know reluctantly agrees but that helps but then the reveal is uh todd isn't a prisoner being tortured he's they're actually protecting the world because he's got something in him that's going to destroy the world and bang uh the shade and pat find themselves in what i think is blue valley right the town or whatever the town's called but they're in black and white so it's like I, I guess they're back in time or whatever. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping we got some time travel here. Oh, you want them back in like the twenties? I'm sure. Oh, I do. I want them. Yeah, I love me some time travel. Give me twenties. I love that. I want to let's see the shade do the Charleston. I'm in for it. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> shade. Um. <laughs> all right. So, I, I mean, yeah, truck it along though. I did. I did have one more thing to point out. Just one. I saved it for the end. Um, this is a recurring thing on this show. It's a recurring thing in my life. It's a recurring thing on these DC, uh, these WB, what, oh, God, CW, whatever the hell this thing is called, uh, shows is Zeke played D&D with his grandmother, who was a huge D&D player back in the 80s. I don't know. This is becoming like a huge thing right now. Like it really is. Like it's all over the place. It really is. I mean, we got we had it in the Flash. We we have, we've talked about D and D a lot in this show, and I'm usually not the one bringing it up. Like I never just go, "Hey, this is what's going on in my D and D campaign," because there's nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> but when it does. We talk about it, and I want to point out that Zeke actually mentions that his well, part of the dialogue, which I really liked, was my grandmother used to say she had the belt of dwarven kind, whatever the hell that meant. And the fact is, is I actually do have a belt of dwarven kind in one of my campaigns, so I knew exactly what that meant. It meant that she had uh, advantage on most checks against dwarves. I think it gives her a spell slot or, or some sort of this, some other boon. But the best part is it over time makes you grow a dwarf-like beard. <laughs> so that's what's happening here. I was wondering what the hell that was. Damn. <laughs> I told I told you that belt that you bought, it was too good to be true. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of just snuck up on me, man. I'm going to have to just start shaving more often while I'm rocking this belt over here. 
Uh, all right. So then, uh, yeah, Stargirl moving along at a, at a solid pace. It feels like the yeah. big mystery of the gamblers, um, you know, murder is starting to, on. you know, now they connected it to Helix. So now we have the, you know, the cl- big cliffhanger at the end of last season finally brought into the fold. So I have a feeling right. we're going to get story yeah. picking up now, now that it's all yeah. you know, connected. I agree, and and now I'm starting to think that the uh, the person that we are, the the villain that's been watching them since now we know it's not Dragon King, so I was wrong on that one. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an inmate in Helix. It's going to be someone we haven't met, or not an inmate, but it's going to be someone like tied to Helix. I think. I think it's going to be someone maybe they're keeping as a prisoner or something. I don't know because they brought this in. It's got to go somewhere. I mean, where the hell? Like we always see this villain watching the cameras in this room. Right? It's always in the same room doing jigsaw puzzles, yeah. which leads me to believe that they can't leave the room. So maybe they themselves are prisoners somehow. I don't know. Okay. All right. No, that's that, that's a fair guess. I was going to throw around Mr. Bones as the person, but I don't know. This person seems like they're very unhinged and like a monster of some sort because we get like some growling yeah. and pounding against the table and stuff. <laughs> Right, there's some literal snarling and growling. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, and, and it doesn't look like Mr. Bones from from behind. I, I think the reveal is going to be Mr. Bones and Nurse Love are actually good guys. Okay. Like um, actually, Todd is right. They they've been keeping him in there to protect the world. Like I don't think they're villains here. I think that's a misdirect. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Then that gets us to our, our movie of the week then. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll flip the co- the title and we're going to throw out that spoiler warning because it hasn't even been out for a week yet. But, yeah, we got the newest entry into the DCEU, um, which feels like it's been 78 years in the making. Uh, Black Adam finally released this weekend. I can't yeah. – I, I didn't think we'd ever get it. <laughs> I don't know, man, because I'm pretty sure this, uh, you know, The Rock was cast as Black Adam like sometime when, when I was introduced to He-Man, you know, kind of like in third grade or something like that. But, you know, here we are. We finally have the film. Um, yeah, so made a boatload of money. I know we had a comment early from YouTube. DC will never learn. Um, I guess we'll, we'll share overall thoughts at first. Um, Jason? We got to see it together yesterday on on the IMAX. Um, what, what do you what do you what are your overall thoughts before we get into details? So overall thoughts, like I I enjoyed this movie. I I was with it, and look, I, I love The Rock. I love Pierce Brosnan. So it's like I, I'm all, I came into this wanting to like it. Um, I, I actually am interested in the character of Black Adam. I like the fact that they're trying. An anti-hero, though he's not really an anti-hero in a lot of the comic, but I guess in some of the comic he is, so it's like, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I really enjoyed it. I actually thought it was a, I thought it was a success for DC, and I, I'm someone who's, you know, when I think DC has done shit, <laughs> Wonder Woman 84, <clears throat> Batman v Superman, <laughs> Justice League, <laughs> I could go on, but... Um, but no, I don't like people. Some people are saying that this is shit. I, I don't think this is shit. I think it's a lot of fun, but I, I do think it has some issues. Like, I don't think it's perfect. I think we talked about this yesterday. The third act kind of falls apart in a lot of ways. Um, 
but but I think overall I walked away enjoying it. I would say if you like comic book movies and you're into just you know fun with the rock and Pierce Brosnan looking awesome, like this is worth a watch. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, yeah. So my overall thoughts, and you know, again we we, we chatted about this on on drive home yesterday, but um, yeah, I, listen, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film. I think it's a fun film. Um, is it perfect? No, it's not. It, as a film, that's the difference. I think you, when I looked at last time I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score, it was like a 55% for the critics and like 90% for the fans. And I kind of, I can understand both sides of why that's the case. Now, it's a fun film. You're going to go. I was highly entertained. I think the action was great. Uh, you know, some, you got some great characters like, you know, The Rock kills it as Black Adam. Uh, Pierce Brosnan's mm -hmm. awesome as Dr. Fate. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, Hawkman. Yeah, um, he was also one who I, you know, I think knocked it out of the park as well. Um, but yeah, there there are story problems, and there's also you know like the kid in the movie I felt was pretty annoying, and I mentioned this yesterday. I yep. just kind of feel like he was shoehorned in as the Black Adams Freddie Freeman. Because Freddie Freeman, you know, has with Billy Batson over there. He was the guy like, oh, here's another kid who reads comics in the DCU and is going to, like, help him get a tagline and a nickname and all this other stuff. Like, I just kind of, that, that part of that whole thing felt forced to me. Um, and I yeah, agree. like, and the, I think, and, and the first time well, I, I saw the film, I, well, sorry, I, I, I didn't really. No, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. Yeah, no, I I walked out of it saying that was entertaining, but man, there was a lot of problems. <clears throat> the second time around, I was able to pinpoint those problems, and yeah, I'm cool with most of it until the third act. There's some cheese throughout it. There's definitely some cheesy dialogue yeah, sure. and stuff like that throughout it, and that's fine, whatever. But the third act is when logic starts, like as Jason usually will say, for logic falling apart, things' hands start getting waved. And it's like Miyagi waxed on, waxed off like hand-waving we're talking about here. And I think that's I, that annoys me when that happens because it doesn't need to happen. These are minor things you could address that just drive me completely bonkers. And that's where I think that they have... That's where the film has problems. So, yeah, I would recommend to check it out. I mean, especially if you're a DCU fan or a DC fan on any level, check it out if you're a comic book fan. I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, but no, it's not the Batman. You know, it's not Spider-Man No Way Home. We're just mentioning recent films in the last year or so. It's not any of those films. But it's funny that we you, we had this conversation in the car yesterday. Like, we both liked Eternals, right? We think it's a well-made film yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. But the fun factor, even though it's a better film than Black Adam is, Black Adam's just more fun. Like I would rewatch Black oh, Adam yeah. more often than I would watch Eternals. If you give me a choice right now to rewatch Black Adam twice in a row or Eternals once, I'd rewatch yeah. Black Adam twice in a row. And that's I'm not insulting Eternals, although it's like it's just the movie that as I look back on, as I said yesterday, I don't think I'll ever rewatch unless we do a retrospective on this this show. Um it's just, you know, yeah, the movie had problems, but I had a lot of fun with it. And I think I can forgive almost anything if I am having fun with what you're presenting to me. And I think like that's been my problem with the DCEU when I have problems is that I'm not having fun. Like that's that's why like 
I was, I remember in the beginning, I was on the outs because I was not, I, I never really liked any much of the Zack Snyder stuff. I was even, you know, I was even kind of not talking fondly about um, Man of Steel, although I love Henry Cavill, not going to lie about that, but uh, it's because I don't have fun with those movies. And this is a movie that, as flawed as it is, I just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Let's get to some quick comments here on our boy Bert, by the way. Bert, dude, we haven't Bert, seen Bert. you in forever. Thanks for checking us yeah, out, man. Soon. You gotta you gotta we come on you. soon, man. Yeah, you gotta have you on soon to, to chat some some stuff with us. Um but yeah, apparently, and this is kind of what I had, I had a feeling. Uh yeah, overall Bert enjoyed the film a lot. Fun, different, and the rock really held back on his Rocky charm to better suit the character of Black Adam. I agree. I mean, I'm with I you agree. 100% on that. Uh, it's definitely not perfect, which sounds like we're in line. And But I thought it was very solid. And, yeah, I think that's basically what we're saying. So it's not like we're in lockstep or on it. You know, you can acknowledge a film's flaws while still saying you kind of you had fun with it. I mean, it, it's it's cool. Um, and also... Birds echo on us, you know, as seeing Dr. Fate fully expressed in the big screen was amazing. I still remember he, he was on Smallville. I actually, I've said it before, I did not watch Smallville for a, a multitude of reasons. But I've heard good things about it, so, and I know Bird has checked out, so. Uh, I never thought we'd see a, uh, the character in live action. No, I mean, he was the highlight of the film. He's definitely one of the highlights of the film. Yeah. I think he's the best looking character in the film. Not to say that the characters look bad, but like he just with, with the the costume and the, the helmet, and and even when the helmet's off, it's Pierce Brosnan. There's just there's something just so authentic about that look that like I feel like he, that really pops out to me. I loved him in this. Yeah, the suit looked fucking awesome and everything like that. His his, the mad, his magic was his powers were were shown really well, and. Yeah, Bird geeked out when Black Adam sat on the phone at the end. Uh, that's the definitive Black Adam panel. No, for sure. It visually looked cool. We're going to yeah. get to the throne in a minute because I think we, it's it's a good idea for us to explain what our third act logic problems were and not just be vague about it because this is a spoiler discussion, so we, we can't do that. But I do want to get to Alex's question over here because I'm pretty sure Alex did not see Black Adam yet. Uh, no, I think this <laughs> No, not yet. Uh, do you think this movie is better than Batman? You're gonna have to. You know, we have many Batman films, so if you want to drop so, in another comment and serve which one, <laughs> here's the thing I can answer this. Um, if you're talking the Batman, no, the Batman's much better. If you're talking any of the Chris Nolan Batman, no, I, I well, no, even I'm a Batman shill, even that third one, I would, I would watch over. Batman, <laughs> I, so I was waiting to see what you were gonna say with that. That's that that's that's an argument that could be had. If you're talking Batman '89 or Batman Returns, of course I'm not going to say they're worse. Uh, they're, but but um, but I'm pretty sure you're talking about the Batman. I think no, the Batman is much better. Spider-Man Three, I actually I I like I enjoyed this more than I enjoy Spider-Man Three when I watch it. Oh, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that literally because you're right. So. I, Alex, if, if it is the Batman, no, the Batman's a better film than this. There's no question about it. And again, I am also a Batman show on some level, but just really being honest, no, I'm going to go with the Batman is better than this, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be the best movie, yeah. a DC movie of the year of the year. It's still a solid entry. Spider-Man 3, if we're talking about Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, no. Black Adam, I would watch any day 
twice on Sunday right, over, right. over Spider-Man 3. I, <laughs> yeah, I think we just, yeah, we've expressed very clearly our feelings about, you know, Spider-Man 3 and fake Venom and, you know, Electro and yeah. whatever the hell. No, sorry, I, Electro. Sandman and everything was going on in that crap. I think Al is just screwing with us on that one. Of course he is. He's trolling us because he loves yeah. Spider-Man 3, and that's cool, dude. I'm glad you... I'm actually happy that you enjoyed it, because you don't have to experience the anger that I, I did every time I've watched it. See, I'm happy that you enjoyed it, because watching it through your eyes allowed me to see more that I could appreciate about it, though did not make me love it as much as you do. I'm sorry. No, and we talked about this again yesterday. We did. I go into every movie wanting to enjoy every movie because if I'm I'm just the basic premise of if I'm gonna dedicate the runtime of my life to watch it, I want to enjoy it. I don't like hate watching things. Now, when I've seen it For already sure. and then I have expectations change, yeah, then you can hate watch it, but then you're having fun. That's your enjoyment. Then is that you're going to mock it and laugh at it, and that's fine. So it's a different type of enjoyment. Um, all right, so. I feel like we mentioned a lot of the thing, the positives about Black Adam. Like, we both agree the movie looks fantastic. The Rock is great in it. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan's yeah. Doctor Fate, Hawkman, yeah. uh, Hawkman's tons fantastic. of action. Yeah, tons yeah. of action in it. The, cool. I like. I like a lot of the tone. I like. The, I like when they. There's some good humor in there. I think um, the the Rock. Uh, the rock like, like trying to do the catchphrase is fun. Like I got, I kind of got Hancock vibes from that, and in a good way. You know, I like that movie. No, like, no, you, gotta, you, you and know, Tony um, really liked that more than I did. We did, yeah. I know. I remember we did that on the show, and I was like, yeah, we we that was those that Tony and I became the Wonder Twins. We were like Wonder Twin powers activate, <laughs> form of drunk Will Smith. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, but but you're right. It has it does have some issues, and I think you know we we've talked about some of the positives, and we should get into some of the the dings that we have on it. Yeah. So all right. So having said all that, we recommend the film. Whatever, it's fine. Yep. 100%. I'll probably watch, I'm I'm sure I'll watch it again, and and everything like that. Maybe even in the theater, we'll see. Um, yeah, but I will definitely buy this on Blu-ray, and I don't buy them all, so. You know, especially DCU, I don't buy them all. So I will definitely buy this. So that that's my ringing endorsement. So I'm about to say nasty things about it because we're looking at it as a film. But don't get me wrong. Overall, this is this is a fun entry into the DC uh, universe, and I would put it like in mid, like the higher mid tier. Like it's not not just middle for me. It's definitely not lower. I'd say it's kind of higher mid. Yeah, and now let's uh, shit on man. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's just say, listen, listen, Black Adam, got some problems with you, and here it is. We'll go festivus. <laughs> Time for the airing of the grievances. <laughs> um, logic falls apart in the third act, like like I mentioned, and where the logic falls apart is, you know, I'll start off with the throne. You know, it's never mentioned at any point in the film that the throne has any kind of magical properties or anything like that. And they're like, oh, we can't have Sabat sit on it. Like, whatever you do, make sure he doesn't sit on it. And when he does, you know, all hell breaks loose and this weird army of the undead pretty much comes to life simply because the other non-superpowered characters need something to do and something to 
Doomset stand around in the third act, yeah. and these right. and we need something to rally the people together, and that's yeah that's what it is. It's we ha- we've got to uh, we've got to have the actual real people doing something. So we're gonna give them these kind of harmless, you know, Ash versus the Evil Dead Deadites coming out. Like, don't worry about it. Just take them down with a pipe. <laughs> that's and that was a part of the thing too that pissed me off with that because. Yes, here was he was some cheese. Third act cheese. Here it is, you know. Go ahead, m- munch on it. But the it was just like super to go with pitch meeting. Uh super easy, barely an inconvenience to destroy these things. They're just hitting them with anything they yeah. can find, and the army of the undead is falling apart. It wasn't that big a deal. Anyone could beat them. I had a problem with that. I thought that I thought that was kind of goofy. Yeah. Um and yeah, just mention at some point during the film that the throne has magical properties. That there's a reason, not just out of completely out of your ass in the third act. Just like, oh my god, do not let him sit on it. Just, that that was stupid. Um, I'm willing to bet. I've been thinking about this a lot since we talked about this yesterday. You had said that there's an R-rated. This was originally an R-rated movie, and then they cut it down, yes. right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this, and if I'm wrong then what I will do is nothing. I'll just say I'm wrong, because I've, I've done enough penance watching shit on this show for, for fucking David Hasselhoff reasons. But um, but I, I'm willing to bet that if we actually get an R-rated cut, like on DVD, like, you know, uh, that is a bonus, I bet you one of those cutscenes has some mention of the throne. Like, because again, we talked about how the movie actually was was good about setting up certain things and following through, even on stupid things where the, the kid uses like that that scene in the beginning where Black Adam is coming down the like just flying down the stairs in the middle, and the kid is using a skateboard and walking down the stairs using a skateboard. It's a stupid scene that comes back when the kid is being chased by the, the villains, right? Yep. So, like, this movie was good about setting shit up. I'm willing to bet that line that we're we're talking about that needed to be in the movie was cut because it's attached to an R-rated scene or something. And that's fine. And and guess what? If we do get the R-rated version of this, and I don't want to go back to the era when we used to get every DCU movie out of theatrical cuts to fix all the problems. I don't. I don't <laughs> well, most of the problems. Yeah, I don't want to go back to that era because we're fine. We we've had that a couple yeah. of times now, and whatever. But there's new. They're under new management. And everything so things are things have gotten better for a while um so that was one of the things the other thing is very much a storytelling problem is the whole thing when he gets brought to argus and he gets locked up and yeah we're gonna bring him to task force x and we get this it was really cool to see hardcore get her cameo in the film and it was nice to see her that and was nice that was cool let's, let's keep saying i'll make sure it's all connected and they bring him there and it's like oh i'm gonna say shazam and don't let me ever say that again and all this other stuff, and it's really heartfelt, and I really did wonder, like, hey, are we really ending... We, okay, we're wrapping the movie up. There's an interesting way to end it. And there's this whole production put into that until 10 minutes later, and it's like, oh, now nah, we kind of need him back. And then Dr. Fate goes and gets him back and tells him, you know, you can be the destroyer of worlds, or you can be its savior. We need you back. And then he goes through this whole... And we detailed this yesterday when we were talking about it. He yeah. goes through when he's just Teth Adam, not super powered, beats up a bunch of Argus villain, uh, you know, cronies essentially, and gets through. He's at the bottom of the ocean. He swims all the way up, which he would have died. Let's just say he would have drowned because that doesn't work. And then he's floating on the top, and then he says Shazam. 
Dude, to get the thing out of your mouth, say Shazam, you're out of there in two seconds. Speed up, let's go. We don't need all this crap. That's yeah, a problem. That's no, a none problem of that scene. None of that scene made sense to me. Because I'm gonna be honest. If you ask me, Jason, do you think the rock, the, the person the rock, could come out of that situation with that thing in his mouth and beat the hell beat down Argus guys? And, and somehow swim up to the top of the ocean and say Shazam, I would say, you know what? The Rock? Yeah, I think he might be able to pull that off. But we're not talking about The Rock, the actor. We're talking about, like, the non-superpowered Teth Adam, which I don't even, I don't even... They did give us, I think, his name, but I don't remember it. But this is like, this is like the guy who was the father of the, the real hero, the real champion, the guy who was not a skilled fighter. That's the whole point, that he wasn't a skilled fighter. He was kind of like, no, son, no, you can't fight. He was always trying to protect his son because he wasn't a fighter. He was someone who just was a slave who worked and, and just did his best for his family. So, And he couldn't protect his family, right? That's also the point. The whole reason the mother dies and the, the son dies is because he was on the verge of death and the son gave him the Shazam power. So... How the fuck did this guy in the ensuing years, as him, not not Black Adam with the power, learn how to beat down like multiple people in a street fight? Like, I didn't I didn't buy that at all. He needed to like he needed to get out, maybe take a couple hits to the mouth, pull that thing out, say Shazam, then wipe the floor with those guys. Yeah, and that's it. It would have been over in two seconds. It's not adding any unnecessary run time because I just feel like it's just clunky. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just it doesn't right. It doesn't work smoothly for the story, and that's why that part really irks me. And then tying in, since we were we said Shazam, it didn't work for me. But um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously definitely not worthy of it. But uh, pure of heart, <laughs> no, 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 um, no, we're not. Um, but so you're telling me, Amanda Waller. Who knows everything in the, um, in the entire DCU and probably every version of the multiverse? Didn't see Billy Batson on TV as Shazam. And oh, wait, this guy says Shazam. He says Shazam. They both got lightning bolts on their chest. Both same, same power set. Hmm. I wonder, maybe I should contact this dude and try to go ahead and get him to help me stop Black Adam or reel him in. Now, I will walk this back if in Shazam Fury of the Gods. We get some sort of thing that that explains that maybe he they tried to contact him and Billy Batson told her to fuck off or something. I don't know. Right, right. So I'll walk that back lightly, but because they did make a point, DC wanted Black Adam out before Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which makes me start to wonder if we're going to get a Black Adam okay. in their mid-credit scene, which would make yeah, me very which, happy. Which I I'd be cool with that. I don't need like. I don't think Black Adam has a place in this movie coming up, like outside of the credit scene. But I think it's stupid not to put him in one of that mid credit scene. And that's another thing, by the way. I want to mention you. You made an excellent point of this because one of my issues is when are we getting Black Adam versus Shazam? When is this happening? Because it needs it has to happen, right? You don't have the MCU introducing a new Green Goblin or Doc Ock or something, and they fight Daredevil. Like, right first time out. Right. Like, that usually doesn't work. So, now when are they going to fight? But you made a great point, though, because now this is the problem with Sony introduces their Venom because 
cash grab, cash grab, cash grab. And they yeah. introduced him <laughs> as an anti-hero. So now it's like, why would he ever fight Tom Holland Spider-Man? And you made a great point, though, because that's a good analogy. Why is the, is the Rock's Black Adam going to fight Shazam? You need to actually have something, even though he... Because he's yeah. not really doing evil. Like, this one is very... You kind of like Deadpool, where you kill people instead of not like when you're not supposed to. Well, that's the thing. Like he, he's he, we we talked about this yesterday. He doesn't kill anyone who doesn't deserve it. That's my stance. No. Like, and you would you would said to me like uh, that you were thinking like, well, it's kind of weird that like the people of this city are like, oh yeah, it's great that you're killing people. And I had pointed out like, yeah, but he's killing their oppressors. You know, so it's like he's and he actually even makes a point to Hawkman where Hawkman saves some people and Hawkman just tries to tell him he's a villain. And Black Adam's like, I'm a villain. These guys have hurt a lot of people. They're going to continue to hurt a lot of people. Well, if you let me kill them, that would stop that hurt. It's like I, I, he's he's out of line, but he's not wrong. You know, <laughs> as, and I want to know Hawk Hawk's... goes. Yeah. And I want to know Hawkman's stance on Batman. Because it's in the DCU, yeah, and we true. saw this. We saw Ben Affleck Batman murder some motherfuckers, and but granted, he has come around, right? Like he has seen the better yes. side of things now. But doesn't mean it didn't happen before. So I'm just kind of curious to know what Hawkman knows or doesn't know now. Maybe he doesn't know that much because you know, in that in the DCU, Batman was seen as like a myth for a while. You know, that kind of thing. Right, so maybe right. it's not on record. I, I don't know. Whatever. That's just a very small nitpick, and I'll admit that. that. That's fine. That's not a ding towards the movie. It was just an observation. I do want to get back to Black Adam fighting Shazam, though, because now that I'm thinking about it, too, and, and let's spoil the, the post-credit scenes. I don't think we've spoiled it Spoil yet. everything. Like, we, oh, we, have, we have alluded to it. Like, Henry Cavill comes out as Superman to talk to Black Adam, and it's set up that they're going to fight at some point, which is awesome, right? It's awesome. We're all happy. Who's not happy Henry Cavill's Superman again? I didn't even like those movies that he was in. I loved him, and I wanted him to get his due. I hope they really do some great stuff with him because I think he's a fantastic Superman. But having said all that, it doesn't make sense at all for this Black Adam to fight Shazam, specifically because this Black Adam's weakness is children. Like, yeah. you know, the reason the reason he is Black Adam is because his son sacrificed himself. His child son sacrificed his child self to give him the power. His whole motivation to actually care about humanity is because of the kid who is often grating. But I think necessary and the, the unnecessary parts is them trying to make him like I'm gonna give you a catchphrase and I'm gonna do I'm gonna just fulfill He's this Freddie Freeman from, from Shazam. He's Freddie yeah, Freeman. I'm gonna be yeah. Freddie Freeman. But I think he also uh, he has um, other important roles. I think it's just aspect scenes he's in because like him coming him bringing people together at the end doing this is necessary because that's what that's what Black Adam's kid did, right? That that Jay Z sort of the whole thing. Dynasty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rocks in the building. I didn't realize. I Dude, didn't even realize that. I meant to. I meant to tell you that because TJ went with me and Angie to see it on Thursday, um, and said on, on Friday afternoon. And you know, Jason, you know how I am during a movie. When I go to movies, I am locked in, I do, I do. focused. I don't say a fucking word. And said it was like, oh wow. That's why I love watching movies it. with you in the same way. Yeah, I don't say <laughs> shit. But when that happened. We both looked at each other quick and we're like, 
dynasty. You're right. And then you're I was right. right back to it. I didn't even think about that. The whole <laughs> had to be there. <laughs> but I, I think it's the, the, the Freeman, the Freeman aspect that's annoying. But like, but so Black Adam's whole thing is he's motivated because he's traumatized he lost his own son the way he did. And his whole thing about being back in humanity is to protect this kid. Everything he does is to protect this kid because this yeah. kid is the stand-in for his son. And let's not forget that Billy Batson's a fucking kid. So I don't see this Black Adam going like, like I know we will cover it eventually, but I did watch the, the cartoon that we're covering of it that we were supposed to cover a couple weeks ago. And next week, next week, we don't we have a, get a chance. Next, we'll do it next week. But like, you know, not to talk much about that, but in that, like, Black Adam's like straight up trying to get Sh- Billy Shazam to be Billy Batson to fucking snuff him out. It's like, I don't see this Black Adam doing that. I don't see this Black Adam fighting a child. And no, my guess is there'll be some sort of misunderstanding. Right, I guess that'll be it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But but you know then that's the thing is the the movie then could not be Black Adam versus Shazam. It would have to be Black Adam and Shazam coming together but having that misunderstanding. Like Black Adam is never going to be the full antagonist of a Shazam movie. I agree with you. Um They'll probably do what the classic Halloween uh, Hollywood movie thing is now, you know, like Batman versus Superman, Black Adam versus Shazam. There's a misunderstanding. Right. They have two fights. One guy gets the upper hand. The other guy gets the upper hand. Then misunderstanding is gone. Doomsday shows fight. up. Yes, two. Yes, exactly. And then wait a second. Why the hell is Martian Manhunter here? Because we need a random other person. What's going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wonder um, Woman's here. Why she's promoting her third movie? It's fine. Just just let yeah. her talk for fifteen minutes. She'll tell you all about it. Oh no, no. How about Wonder this is Woman ninety seven? Intru- no, this is where we're going to introduce the DCU's Green Arrow. Why? I don't know. He's just here. Oh, good. <laughs> right. uh, it has Actually, to be someone who I want Wonder yet. Woman. I want Wonder Woman ninety nine, where it's literally it's not even a movie about her being a superhero. It's a, a movie about her. Still, still really broken up about Chris Pine's death, eating ice cream, watching the first season of The Sopranos. But <laughs> Melfi's great. I just Gal Gadot <laughs> eating ice cream, watching The Sopranos. I'd watch that for two hours plus. Oh, me too, for sure. Um, so I, I think another another nitpick that I have, and it's because the movie stresses it, is why, and I have to bring it up. Why does why does where does Seth Adam learn English? Like, yes, I know, I know, I know why I know why he's speaking English because we don't want to have a movie full of subtitles. Fine, but you do set up the fact that they're speaking another language, right? They're using it. He wakes up out of his slumber, still using it and still speaking in that language, right? Because he he does speak his first bunch of lines in it after he wrecks shop on those whole that whole crew and everything. Then he just knows English when, his kid, when he wakes up in in, um, in the apartment. English, perfectly spoken, knows everything, good to go. It's just a stupid detail that annoyed me. I was just kind of like, just throwing a line there quickly or something, just like maybe even acknowledges, hey, from the wisdom part of it, and I'll give credit to Angie on that. Maybe the wisdom in the Shazam nice, nice somehow Angie. gave her English. Fine, I'm not gonna go ahead. I'm not gonna steal shit from anyone. But that's all you needed. But there's no acknowledgement of it whatsoever. It's kind of goofy to me. 
I agree. I hand waved it, but you're right. It could have been a line. It could have just been like he could have woken up and started talking in English to the kid. And the kid said, wait, you speak English now. And it's like, yes, one of my gifts is picking up languages because of the wizards. Bang, we're done. Bang, now get back to the scene. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good to go. Um yeah, but that that's pretty much those are so basically our nitpick our nitpicks are some details and the flow of the story, but the whole task force X thing. That that, that was my beef. So I, I know want, you got all this. I do want to talk about I think my biggest beef actually it isn't just contained in the third act. Uh my biggest beef is half of the Justice Society that sent the oh, useless yes, half. Yes. 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 Like I almost forgot about that. I don't understand why Quantum Man. What's what's that guy's name? No, Adam Adam Smasher and Cyclone. Oh, okay. I don't understand why they're there. <clears throat> they serve no purpose outside to have the runtime, have a little comic relief. No, not even both of them. He has comic relief. They pretend yeah. to have sexual chemistry. No one cares about. <laughs> she That's looks true. really cool. Like yes. I'll give I'll give that. Like she looks super cool. But she's useless. And yes. the, he's worse than useless. The, the only thing that makes him not worse than useless is he got Henry Winkler a cameo, a cameo in this movie. Because hey! was He's like, hey, bring the suit back. Hey. Hey, did I but tell you, by the way, when I was, did I tell you when we were in Milwaukee uh, last month that there was a bronze Fonz in Milwaukee? What? Like it's a it's no. a thing to see. I'm gonna send you a picture that I took of Please the do. bronze fawns. It's in Milwaukee. It's like I, a tourist attraction. I think I need to go to Milwaukee just to get a picture with the bronze fawns. <laughs> you probably wouldn't be the only one. <laughs> no, I'm sure it wouldn't be. And no, then I can wouldn't. then I could go to the Milwaukee brewery and I can I can maybe I can hit on Laverne and or Shirley. Huh? Or, say you gotta go to put a shit. glove on a beer bottle and stuff. That's right. That's right. And didn't Mork and Mindy also take place? <laughs> it was like they're all spinoffs of know. Happy Days. Yeah, exactly. I'm I pretty sure Mork and Mindy were on Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, probably. There, there you go. Another one. Original OG shared universe. The MCU is right. ripping that off. That that was the most uh, that was the most progressive pro- crossover right there. Mork and Mindy and the Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so the, the, the two characters I thought were useless. They didn't really use them at all. Um, I actually would have, and, and I also felt that we didn't get enough Dr. Fate. And so, like, I don't understand why we had those two characters, except for to introduce more characters. We should have, it should have just been like Hawkman calling in a favor for Dr. Fate, going on, a, it's not a J- JSA mission, it's just an unofficial Amanda Waller favor, him and his old friend, because... Hawkman and and Doctor Fate stuff is great. Their their friendship is great. The conversation where Doctor Fate kind of lets it go that Hawkman's gonna die, but then says we'll we'll table this until it happens, and then he switches it. I, I don't want my friend to die. Their stuff is fantastic, but there we could have had more of that, and if we just took out those two kids that do nothing in the movie. So that those are that's my big gripe is that we we lost. Dr. Fate, I mean, he dies, guys. That's spoilers. He dies at the end. We're not getting any more fucking Pierce Brosnan, Dr. Fate, probably. We should have had him more in this movie and less of those useless characters. Yeah, well, I'm also, you know, Pierce is... Man, how old is Pierce Brosnan now? He's, he's, he's up there, he's, obviously. He's ageless. He's ageless. 
Let's he's still as hot um, as he was in James Bond. Just older. He's 69 years old. What? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't going to be long for the franchise. They were like, all right, let's get him in here to do his thing and be the man. Like, every time Except- Pierce Brosnan shows up, he's the man. For sure. And I'm cool with him dying. I, I like his death at the end. I think it's an earned death. Um, I loved everything about his character. Actually, I was watching this movie and I watched Black Adam just be a god for for like a great deal. And then they put the JSA together and I'm like, I don't know what Dr. Fate's about, but none of these other fucking guys, including Hawkman, which I like, like just in the comic, like really stand a chance here. I don't know, man. Is Black Adam? Black Adam's going to be mopped the floor with them. But when you see Dr. Fate fight him, Dr. I'm like, oh, okay, good, good. This is the muscle. And then yeah. that also, again, this movie does a good job of that foreshadowing because that foreshadows the end where Dr. Fate realizes, like with Black Adam, I can't beat this guy. I can only, like, you know, keep him, just distract him for a while. So he has that whole fight with the demon at the end, which is just a distraction to get Black Adam there. So I, I don't know. That worked for me a lot. Uh, but I wish we would have had more of him. That's all. I just wish there was more of him in this movie, and then that's all we get, and I'm okay. No, I, I, I agree. And I think, um, yeah, and, and the cameo obviously is the big crowd-pleasing point that we get, which we pretty much covered. Henry Cavill shows up as Superman. They kind of set, set it up. That was awesome to see. And both times I've seen it, that got a huge, a pretty good reaction, you know, from the crowd. So it's just funny to me because, like, a lot of people, like, like you said, like, were kind of on both sides of Man of Steel, even though I, I enjoy Man of Steel. And I'm a big proponent of Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, but it just seems like the general public just everyone was like just waiting for him to come back. Like they now maybe some people have come around over time. I, I don't know. I, f- I found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like again, I still don't even like I, I like certain I told I like parts of Man of Steel. I, I like half of that movie, I think. I really like half of that movie, and I really dislike the other half. I think that's the problem. But regardless of any of that, like my problem with that with with that movie was not Henry Cavill. My problem with the movies he was in was never him. Like I always was kind of like, shit, this guy's being wasted. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I guess just quickly before we wrap up. Um, because you had mentioned it earlier, where would I place Black Adam in the DCU rankings that we did? So, um, obviously above eighty-four, Wonder Woman eighty-four. Um, obviously above for me, Suicide Squad above Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, Ooh, no, 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 not for me. I, no, no, and I know our DCU Ryu rankings are yeah. very different. Um, they are, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just responding because I'm trying to figure out where I would put it as well. <laughs> um, I wouldn't put it ahead of the Suicide Squad, and I wouldn't no, put it ahead of either. I wouldn't put it ahead of Shazam because you know I, I do nope. I hold Shazam very dear for me in, in my DCU rankings. Um, yep, for sure. I wouldn't say it's above Wonder the first Wonder Woman. Um, man, I um. I like Man of Steel more. I, I know you don't, but I, I, I would not yeah, put that I, I Man, of Steel. Man of Steel. I think it might be right there then. Around Man of Steel, 
Aquaman area. Yeah, I put this around the Aquaman area for me, for sure. Yeah, because that's where I am at. And then, yeah, because I would still put it above the BVS Ultimate Edition. I will make sure I stress Ultimate Edition because the actual version is crap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's where it is for me. So it is kind of like middle of the pack to slightly higher tier. Yeah, and I'm going to say this, and I, I'm sure this is going to piss some people off. It might piss you off. I'd put this above Zack Snyder's Nine Hour Justice League for for one very very important reason. Wow, is I, I, as, there for a second. I enjoyed a lot of aspects of Zack Snyder's Justice League, though I did have a lot of critiques. Um, it's the Eternals thing. I'm never going to rewatch that. I would rewatch this. Like that's what that's that's the determining factor. It's not even like what's a better movie because it's a, it's unfair. Zack Snyder had fucking you know reshoots and years, and he you know it's it's apples and oranges to compare movies. But uh, so it, it, with that, it becomes rewatchability for me. Yeah. So I, I well yeah. All right. So I'll clarify that Zack Snyder's Justice League is above Man of Steel for me, but you're right. The rewatch of the, the my own personal only ding against Zack Snyder's Justice League is the runtime. I enjoy yeah. it. I think it's epic. I liked it. It was great to get a good Justice League movie because all we had was Agreed. Justice League prior. So it gets a lot of kudos for that, but you're right. It is hard to compare these two. Black Adam is definitely more rewatchable and it is more fun than Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I'll leave that. But yeah. I think Zack Snyder's Justice League is a better movie because it doesn't have the third act problems that this does. For sure. For sure. For so. sure. There you go. So we got into detail on it. Um, all right. You got anything else on Black Adam before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no. No, no. You know what? I, you know what? I did want to say that um, I do applaud this movie for at least uh, calling out colonization like i know it didn't go crazy into it i don't think it was the place to go crazy into it but i do like that it kind of read my mind when the justice society of america shows up and they're like we're here for justice we're taking away black adam and the people are like and then the woman who's like the the main human character is like we, we've been run by warlords for like 28 years and we've never seen you and now we have a protector and you're here who the hell are you? Get out of here. Get Go back to America with justice. I kind of like that because I was thinking the same thing. It's like, I don't know, it's kind of a very imperialistic idea to say, we now need to go to your country and tell you what's what <laughs> in how you're going to protect yourself after not helping you about all these outside invaders that didn't have superpowers. Like, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I, I, I applaud that it added it in. I know people are saying that it should have went farther. I don't agree. It's a comic book movie. I think it went as far as it should have on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Lockstep. I know we chatted about it, but yeah. I'm with you on Lockstep. And I, you addressed what you had to say. It's a fair point. It's a smart point. So, And that's the yeah. thing. A movie that smart which, which was able to acknowledge that the right way, then you know that's why I guess also the logic problems later fall apart for me because you, were, yeah. you showed that you were smart and you were putting together earlier, but then later on, you know, it was like, all right, let's go. Let's and go. then I, I do wonder too, because you did say about the R rated thing, like, I mean, how much of the flaws that we're pointing out are editing issues? I don't know, because that's what I, when I remember when I saw BVS in the theater, the theatrical cut, I walked out of that telling Angie, 
man, I loved Batman in that movie. Man, I loved Wonder Woman in that movie. Superman just needed more to do. But then I pointed out all these logical problems, and that's why I guess I appreciate the Ultimate Edition so much more because mm-hmm. it filled a lot of the, the logical gaps that I had. Not all of them, most of them. But There's still some yeah. pretty big ones. So I, I, I hope we do get the R-rated version of Black Adam. I, I If it exists, I can't imagine why they wouldn't have it. And, and I'm going to say this, Ed, if it does come out on Blu-ray, because you know we're both going to buy it, um, I say if, if there's significant changes, we should at least dedicate a small, not maybe not the movie movie segment of this, but we should if there's if it's a significantly different movie, we should have a, a revisit of it when it comes out if we do get it. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm here for it. You know that. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, let's go ahead and drop that and do this. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, if you join us on the Facebook live stream, go ahead and check out Granny's PhD's Facebook group. Yep, the show's got its own Facebook group. You can check out the trailers. You can see the trailer we were talking about earlier with Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania that was posted earlier, but along with a really cool official poster that they dropped. Check that out. There's comments and stories and all this other stuff. If you want to know more about the DCU and a lot of things that were revealed, you can check out, I had shared a, an article with The Hollywood Reporter. It came out last week, but I was very vague about what I wrote on it because I didn't want spoilers because it does mention some Henry Cavill Superman stuff. So you can go ahead and check that out. There's a lot of cool things apparently coming down the pipeline that DC at least has lined up now under new ownership. So we all want to get better stuff. So check that stuff out. Uh, PopCulturePros.com. Check out PopCulturePros. That's who we're presented by. On Facebook, join Pop Culture Pros uh, group. Uh, if you're joining us on YouTube, hit subscribe for Pop Culture Pros. Twitter, give us a follow at Pop Culture Pros. Uh, Instagram, Pop Culture Pros, and uh, wherever you found your podcast. So uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we'll be talking about more Star Girl. Uh, we will finally get to the uh, uh, Superman and Shazam: The Return of Black Adam because we've been putting it off. It's just a lot of good stuff we want to get to, but that will be our movie of the week next week, 100%. So you can come check us out for that next week. And then after that, we'll, we'll be going over the original Black Panther the week after, leading up to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, Exciting. you know, we got some, we got some cool stuff coming down the pipeline, so come check us out. Um, yeah, and check out all the stuff that's on Pop Culture Pros. we got football coverage, uh, baseball season has just wrapped up for both New York teams. So those shows we got well, we got our closeout show for Empire 161. So come check us out. We're gonna try to get yeah, that up but, this week. Ed, I'm so sorry, by the way. I know. I know I'm I'm just I'm very sorry. I'm here for you if you need me. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. I, I will I will be all right. Getting to do this helped. So put it that way. We got to do the okay, show. Good, so good. That definitely put a smile on our face again. Uh, yeah, and then and, and check out all the other stuff that's here. So uh, we'll, we'll, we will see you next week. Peace. Tell them the man in black said.